Welcome to the Games and Drugs Podcast, episode 71. My name is Jason Ariola, and joining me today is John Lucero. Hello. And we're going to be talking a little bit about what we played before we get into some news and all of the uh, garbage, mostly. I, I don't know. Eh, I bought some okay stuff, but yeah, the the pile of crap I bought this week. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, John, you've been, uh, you, let's let's go with uh, Persona 5. You wrapped that up, didn't you? I, I did. I did finally finish Persona 5 one month and 90 hours later. <laughs> okay, wow. So you finished it yeah. sub 100 yeah. hours there, huh? Yeah, when I looked in uh, when I looked on how uh, how long to beat dot com, a wonderful website for uh, 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 look, take, learning how to, how long it takes to finish games, whether completionist or speed run or just mainlining it. Anyway, uh, yeah, ninety hours about the average oh, okay. from what they what they had. So one hundred and six was the completionist time, and so that's uh, I'm assuming that's finishing all the social links and some other stuff. Yeah, or the confidants. I think it's confidants in this one. I, I think uh, Zelda was showing like forty hours for like a regular playthrough, basically. Yeah, that sounds about right. If I'm remembering yeah. right, so yeah, I mean, just kind of forcing—not forcing you, but forcing you to play at least like ninety hours of a game is just like, yeah, that's that's a game I'm never gonna play. So, so why don't you tell me about it then a little bit? Yeah. Uh, what are uh, kind of closing thoughts on it now that you're done? Uh, it's a wonderful game. I enjoy I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, the dungeons were fa- all great. They were they got a little, little backtracky at times, but other than that, I en- I enjoyed them quite a bit. The combat is uh, snappy and uh, uh, really fun. It's uh, it's all about uh, targeting elemental weaknesses and encounter- encountering stuff, and then passing between teammates back and forth to do uh, combos uh, in the battle system. So it's uh, it keeps it a uh, uh, it keeps you going. It keeps you uh, from feeling like you're doing the same thing over and over again. So that's that's nice. Uh, uh, the characters are great. Uh, I'm not sure if I like the main cast more than four. It's it's pretty close, but the supporting cast is definitely stronger than four's was. So I'd I'd say overall it has the strongest cast of a Persona game that I played. Okay. Uh, but the like the part the main cast being like the seven or eight party members you get throughout the time is uh it's pretty comparable i think the i don't think they have anyone as good as strong of a character as chie was in four but i think they might overall be more interesting than some of the later characters you get in four anyway it's all taste at that point um makoto is my favorite her persona is a motorcycle so you know i mean come on (laughs) that's uh and if and oh, so spoilers for anyone playing. So she's kind of like uh, like Snow in Final Fantasy Thirteen with uh, whoever the Esper is there. I forgot who Snow used Shiva, maybe. Yeah, whatever. Shiva, Shiva sounds right. Her, this uh, motorcycle name is Johanna. Mm. So, yeah, they're all based on mythological uh, or uh, thieves and uh, stuff from history. So uh, every every main character's uh, persona. Uh, also, spoiler: if you when, if you max out uh, Makoto's social uh, confidant uh, thing, you get the, the, the ten rank. Uh, when you max out ranks uh, with your party members, they persona change into uh, a different one, a stronger one, mm-hmm. and hers becomes a transformer. So you know the motorcycle becomes a transformer. Just Ooh, putting that out there. Cool. It, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, the the story wraps up really well. 
I, th- uh, I think the, I think by the time you're done with it, it's like it's you you feel ready to be done with it, but not because it, it's tiring, just because it's like I think it, it, I've heard it, it likened to a novel, you know, getting getting the end of a novel, it just feels good, you know, to to be done with it. It wraps up well. The, the, uh, the I think I found the mystery more interesting than fours. Uh, fours is more of a uh, just a, t- a murder mystery. This one's a lot more political, and and and, and some uh, uh, dealing with complacency and things like that in society. Okay. So sometimes I don't think the writing is strong enough to, t- to tackle it, but it, that's kind of been a thing in Persona for a long time. I, the the writing's not always the strongest, but the, the themes are strong and the characters are likable. So okay. gets, yeah, I do fine. remember. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where I like read the article, but like the oh geez, the producer or somebody that w- was working on Persona Five, like one of the higher guys, was saying like that he he's kind of trying to do just that, like you know, and then like shine a light on some of Japan's issues and stuff like that. So it's like I don't know, like I think video games is a good place to do it because it's really the only place that you can kind of sit down and get somebody's attention for ninety hours, a hundred hours. But yeah, um, I think we're we're still a ways away in this industry from having strong enough writers most of the time to be able to kind of convey those messages. Yeah, it's, I don't know how much of it is lost in translation because it's uh, uh, there's a lot of writing and dialogue in that game, so we can only expect so much from a uh, um, localization. So it's uh, but yeah, I, I it's I think it's. It's also hard because it, it deals a lot more with modern like social media tech and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, localiz- localizing a Japanese the Japanese style of social media to the American style of social media is much is even harder to do. So, it's like there's a lot of a lot of challenges there that I I don't envy anyone for having to deal with. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it definitely seems like it's a little I don't know a little much almost to kind of hope that it gets say translated but it just like you said like not lost in translation i suppose uh coming over here because not just the cultural differences in speech patterns and stuff like that but also just the cultural differences in general uh, how stuff's gonna you know how stuff is perceived over there is gonna be the same way it's perceived over here i mean yeah it's yeah there's a lot going on with that sort of stuff in that game so it's like uh, i don't know but anyway um so overall thoughts you liked it loved it what loved it Loved it. Okay. Loved it. Okay. It's, fanta- it's a fantastic RPG. It's, uh, uh, and I don't like many JRPGs, but this series uh, always seemed to do it for me. Okay. So Persona's. Uh, are you gonna say like your favorite JRPG series then? Might be. Okay. I guess. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of all the other uh, the other ones that I actually like, uh, but. Like I love Chrono Trigger, but I didn't really. I, I never. I never played Cross, and uh, two games that a series does not make. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy, I'm hot and cold on. Depends on the depends on which one it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dr- never gotten into Dragon's Quest. Uh, we get in. Yeah, uh, I could go down the list. Yeah, Dragon's Quest is not my not my Sweetenin's kind yeah. of uh, just two and done basically i think i think three has yeah. its fans but i think after that it just kind of uh, goes off the rails yeah it's 
generally JRPGs, I don't have a lot of experience with. So. Okay. So then, yeah, I, w- I would say probably uh, Persona's on your favorite series without without too much hesitation. You think you can say that kind of yeah. safely? Yeah. For, I, mean, I, I Unless I'm forgetting something. Yeah, I'd probably put Persona there. Blue Dragon. Yep, that, you're right. That was Infinite the one. Undiscovery. <laughs> Tales of Vesperia. Yes. No, no, no. Well, Tales is a part, or, you know, Tales of Vesperia is part of the Tales of series, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tales of Symphonia, Vesperia, Berseria came out this year. Uh-huh. Graces, uh-huh. Graces F. Um, let's just, uh, uh, the of the Abyss. Uh, yeah. I'm a, hu- I'm a huge atelier. A, uh, whatever the hell that oh, uh, series is called, fan. Yeah. Oh, Neptunia! <laughs> yeah. Uh, JRPGs, man. Those names. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love just the... Uh, yeah, I mean, Infinite I I mean, Undiscovery? Yeah, I mean, in Persona, the spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensai series, so it's not even... And that's a whole other thing full of spinoffs, and then the main line. Yeah, that's... Japanese are nuts. Yeah, I was never really able to like, like when um, Persona kind of first came around. Like I was like, I'm gonna say Persona, then Persona Two, and I was like, and then the other like Persona or uh, Shimigami games came out, started coming out, and I was like, what in the hell is this series? I don't understand what the. <laughs> yeah, and then there's there's like Devil Summoner and Nocturne and Devil Summoner Two. Digital I think there Devil are two Saga, Devil Summoners. Uh, um, <laughs> And that one that's like a detective game, kind of? I don't know. It's not really... It doesn't play like a detective game, but it's you know, it's still a JRPG, but it's like... I, I don't even want to attempt the name. It's yeah, it, kind of crazy. Like, how many of these things came out for the PS2? Like, they actually seemed, I think, to get most of them out there. Or out yeah. here, rather. It's uh, weird. Dot Hack? That's a JRPG <laughs> series. Yeah, two... Uh, two, two Two technic or yeah, technically two games in the series with seven titles to buy. It's like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, because at least uh, Kingdom Hearts one and two, you can just buy and play those by themselves. Because uh, there's you know dot hack sign, I think it is, is the first one. And then uh, you gotta read was... every part of the title, Jason. You gotta have the ba- the backslashes and the. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, the second one's dot grew, and yeah, God, that's a three parter, I think, and then the first one's a four parter, with supplementary anime stuff attached to it. Oh God, JRPGs. Jeez, oh, I remember when I bought that first one, and I was just like, "This seems like it's gonna be too much investment. I'm gonna fall off." Oh, and then uh, then Xenosaga. Oh, fucking Xenosaga. That was going to be a seven-parter, <laughs> I think, and then it got knocked down to three. <laughs> I think the uh, first game alone was enough to be, like, seven games. That was... I, I just remember hearing, like, people telling me, it was like, oh, it's, like, 100 hours, and, like, you can sit there for, like, 15, 20 minutes on a cutscene, and, like, that... I mean, even in that era of cutscenes being cool, 15 to 20 minutes in a cutscene, just sitting there watching just seemed a little too much for me. There are like some hour-long, basically cutscene. The persona. It's all. I mean, it's different scenes of dialogue and stuff. But yeah, it's, it, you could attribute it to basically a cutscene. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I'm talking literal yeah. 15 minutes. You put yeah. that on the controller, and it does not affect anything whatsoever. It's like Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, I get. You know, <laughs> I think you could really kind of say that about about any Metal Gear. I mean, some of those coded uh, yeah, conversations in the first one, they just kind of go on and on and on and on, it feels like. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, also for Persona, I want to say that the uh, it's a, it seemed a little easy for about the first three quarters of it. I thought maybe because I was used to Persona, but it, I think the last uh, quarter of it, the last three main major bosses in particular, are, uh, have, a, have a good challenge to them. So that's uh, people that are looking for that. I thought they were pretty satisfying in terms of uh, like pushing your characters to the limits, unless you just fucking over leveled to the max. So I felt I, I never felt under leveled in that game. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh yeah that was the combat again is is the turn based stuff. It's a really good battle system. It's really really good. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like I said, it just something about Persona is just like never clicked with me interest wise i don't know why so it's it's been one of those like series that just sort of off in the distance of of my uh of my interest i suppose and it's just like eh, i'd rather play something else i suppose i don't know anyway uh let's let's go ahead and move on there um to what i've been playing which is uh dead rising 4 on the xbox one um interesting game it's a dead rising game but I don't know. It seems to have gotten rid of, like, a lot of the elements that make Dead Rising, like, the original Dead Rising, I guess, stand out from just a standard kind of hack-and-slash thing. Uh, there's not... I, You know, honestly, I can't tell you if there's a time limit, even. Um, you die, and you just kind of reload at the back, or, like, at the... at a checkpoint in the chapter that you just finished. It seems like you can replay chapters with your beefed-up version of Frank, which is kind of nice compared to what the original... Uh, did where you know you die you just start the entire game over again doesn't matter how far you are um you don't have to from what i've seen so far like survivors you don't have to actually escort them back to a hideout you just kind of clear out an area of zombies and then they manage to get their way back to a safe zone on their own without you know you having to worry about trudging through god knows how many zombies and then getting mowed down by like one random one just because they're stupid and don't follow you particularly well so yeah. Uh, oh, good. Oh, I was gonna say I, when it came out, I just—it seems like a series that it sh- that shouldn't be trying uh, like alienating its current fans because I, I just don't see many many new people coming towards it. So by no. changing the things that the original fan base liked so much, like just so it's, it's really it's honestly pretty dramatic compared to the, at least the first two. I don't, I don't really have any experience with three yeah but, uh, i think uh, well the thing seems, is though i think the first one i mean it it did well sales wise but i also wonder how much of that had to do with it being a new ip from capcom it being on a new generation of platforms well i guess technically just platform but i i don't know how popular that mechanic was because when i was working at gamestop we got a lot of people bringing it back because of that yeah I mean, it's a it's definitely like something that i i didn't like it but i know there it has its fans for sure that's kind of like what makes. That's kind of. I'm just saying that's kind of like what makes that series what it is, and it's just kind. Of, that after, when you take that away from it, it's just kind of a generic zombie game. After that. So. Yeah, except it still adds its like sense of humor in there. There's still sort of um, some side stuff that you can do, and like I said, I don't know if there is an actual time limit to this thing. Now it hasn't made itself really clear. There is one in three. But 3 also has the same sort of, uh, like, you know, you get to a certain point and you can reload from that point in the game with your beef, beefed up version of, you know, I don't remember the character's name in 3, honestly. Which, yeah, I mean, you really, most people don't play, you know, Dead Rising first narrative. It's just sort of a game you go in there and just like, oh, I'm going to do something involving killing a bunch of zombies and we'll kind of just 
go on cruise control mentally from there. I think uh, I think the first Dead Rising suffered from trying to tell a story a little too hard, and then I think they just sort of embraced the goofiness as the as the game went or as the game series went on. Although two was a little like, oh, you know, you got to save your daughter, which I don't know. But then yeah, there was a lot of kind of wacky shit in that second one too. So including bringing Frank back on the uh, <laughs> like standalone i don't know what you call it sort of remake of two almost off the record which yeah i don't know it's just an oddball thing so and it also had a case case zero the download the standalone D, like prequel dlc thing and which then was the, pretty uh, fun it was and small something that ended at yeah. or yeah case west which kind of brought it back too yeah yeah, yeah two was, it was, two uh, was a bit of an oddity they were, they, one. yeah they really stretched out too I'd say that's most. It's probably because that was the most successful one in the series. Uh, maybe three. I don't know. Three was a launch game, so maybe that was the most successful one in the series. It's hard know. to say. Well, I mean, two. Two also had the benefit of being multi-platform. So. Yeah, and it's. I I think it. I think two for, seemed to like strike the most strike the finest balance. Uh, of the first one, and then not making it as obtuse and as unplayer friendly as the first one could be yeah yeah that was a uh, that was a big problem with the first one was just between otis i think it was that would call you every five minutes and it, oh god that was that was something like i was I, I knew it was just a simple port like but in the back of my mind like, i was thinking like oh they fixed otis somehow in in the uh i guess you know xbox one ps4 reissues of the original dead rising and i kind of go back to it and i'm like oh i really like this game and then i just remember that part of it and it's like oh that's right i there's a lot of this game I don't like. Yeah, it's a, it's it's, it's an odd series. It's a. Yeah, and um, Capcom did say that the sales were you know not as good as they were expecting on Dead Rising Four, which I don't know. I don't know what they were expecting specifically. So it's like, eh, I don't know. Especially putting it on you know, well, I mean I guess it is on PC, but having it as like an Xbox One console exclusive and then launching it like. And, or the beginning of December, it just, it, it just, I feel like that game just got lost in the shuffle of that time of year, and that's why, like, I ended up picking it up, because I was, I forget what made me think of it, it was, oh, the season pass was on sale on uh, Xbox One, and I was like, I wonder how much this game is going for, because I think they were selling the game for $35 by itself, and I was like, I bet you I can get this game for cheaper. Sure enough, on Amazon, it was like $23, I was like, ah, you know what, I'll, for 23 bucks, I'll take a dive on that one. And honestly, so far, I like it a lot. I mean, it plays pretty smoothly outside of occasional, like, I was trying to jump over something and Frank got stuck there and I just ended up having to reload, uh, reload my, uh, to the last checkpoint and you get, get the occasional items that are just sort of floating in midair. Zombies will occasionally just die and they're just corpses just floating in the middle of the, uh, middle of the screen, which is a little strange, but. It's nothing. You, yeah, it's a, I, I can't really fault yeah. them for that. With as much like stuff goes on in those things, with you know, with as much like moving parts as there are. I mean, you know, I found a. I, I God, I put up this picture a long time ago, but like, you know, Life is Strange, a a rather simple <laughs> narrative based game. I found one uh, or this like floating paintbrush in the middle of one of the chapters, just kind of sitting there chilling. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of strange. So I mean, you know, if we can allow that in Life is Strange, I think we can get let Dead Rising Four, which has you know potentially literally uh you know over a hundred zombies on screen at once i think i can allow a couple like technical glitches of like something a corpse sitting there longer than it should be or any place it should not be so 
You hear that, Capcom? Jason said it's all right. Yeah. So I would appreciate yeah. it if you fix it, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much support that game is getting, though. I mean, it's got its DLC, and then I think there's. I think one of the things of the DLC is like you play as Frank as a zombie. I'm kind of curious to just mess around with that to see what that's like. But some of the camera stuff's kind of cool. Like I, I do like that they sort of just embrace the humor of Frank a little bit more now. It's like you now you can take selfies, so you can do some like horrific thing to a zombie or whatever, and then just take a quick selfie with it. It's it's kind of ridiculous. It's fun. I mean, like I said, if you if Dead Rising is your thing and you felt a little too constrained with uh, the limitations of the first one, I think this is. This is a nice way to go, but I think the third one is ultimately maybe where I think the series kind of got its best balance, even though the guy that you played as wasn't really that memorable, likable, and I think also the third one kind of suffered from uh, just poor map design, I think. It just I, I had a lot of issues with the map, and, it, and it's what ended up making me stop playing, even though it was a lot more accessible as far as just like time limitations go, so... Yeah, that's been my time with Dead Rising 4. I've liked it a I've liked it. I wouldn't say a lot, but I've liked it quite a bit. I've had some fun with it. And, you know, just it's nice getting back in there and just doing some like ridiculous like crafting, I guess is the word. I don't know. It just it's just kinda of strange, like getting a grenade or getting you know, using a grenade to latch onto a sledgehammer, basically, and then you just got this thing that just yeah, causes all this havoc when you hit. It's just like, well that should work once, maybe, not a few dozen times but yeah, it works i suppose i mean yeah i i'm not i wouldn't be complaining about that no it just it but, just seems know. it just seems a little ridiculous like i i could deal with the 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 acid on a on a uh, like gigantic uh mace i think it was i ended up with oh yeah that makes sense yeah i could deal with that yeah. it seems a little bit more reasonable like oh you just keep splashing acid on it occasionally but like having like literal grenades strapped to it they blow up and then they continue to blow up after you hit like i don't know couple hundred times with it it just seems like like okay this i don't know but then again i also combined a uh big uh, what's the uh what's the big like military um like trying it's not like really a transport but it's like a humvee or whatever we got the big machine gun on the top of it uh yeah, i don't uh can be a humvee a uh it's a armored transport carrier like an apc yeah something uh, like that a, 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 yeah, I mean, it basically uh, looks like, a, like a, basically looks like a like you know like a gigantic like Hummer or it looks like a Hummer with a machine gun attached to it. But basically, anyway, you uh, you combine that with a uh, oh god, like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a like a one of those like dirt carts or whatever. You combine that, and then you've got something that with the rocket launcher on it and a uh, wheel, oh, a wheelbarrow <laughs> with a dirt K carts? with a K. Uh, the K? Yeah, cart oh. with a K, not a C. Okay. Oh. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, anyway. So anyway, so yeah, so you combine those two and you end up with this like this like little miniature thing. The woman that you put it together in front of like even gives Frank some crap about it and he's like, hey, I only took shop to impress the chicks. I don't really, I'm, I'm not very good with this stuff. <laughs> so... Anyway, that does it for that. Okay, so John, you've been playing Prey uh, since not really. I don't know if there's really any reviews up there. Why don't you uh, go ahead and talk about Prey a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, there's some. I, I, I know Game Informer's got their review up, and then IGN's got theirs, and GameSpot's have reviews in progress currently. I haven't looked too much, looked around too much. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm about five hours into it, four or five hours. 
It's uh, it's good, but uh, it's one of those. It's like I like the um, the way the map. It, okay, it's basically a Bioshock uh, uh, like game. It's very Bioshockish with some Deus Ex uh, character uh, customization okay. mixed in there. A little more Deus Ex. Yeah. So you're you you play as Morgan Yu, who can be a man or a woman. Doesn't I don't think it really factors too much into anything. It might I don't know. Uh, I think the story would be the same regardless. Um, and you are trapped on the space station with the is shape shifting alien race called the Typhon. Uh, well, some of them are shape shifts. Not all of them do. I don't think. Um, and you gotta you gotta you gotta escape. That's pretty much set up. And this uh, station was dealing a lot with in neuroscience. So that that factors into a lot of the upgrade stuff. They're called the neuromods you get, which are the your skill points. It's just a fancy word for the skill points. So you just find them scattered about as you're tra- traveling through the station okay. and unlocking, like, you know, you know, like your, your basic, like, uh, better healing or, or you can repair stuff or you can, or, or you can hack stuff, and that can lead to opening up um, different routes to get to, into places, which is little another one of those Deus Ex things. Like you can, there are sometimes multiple ways to get into a room other than just going through the front door, or like finding a way to the door. So that's that's kind of that's been kind of interesting. And then uh, I just <clears throat> got to the part where you can get some alien powers, uh, like such as the shape shifting one. I I now have the ability to do, which can be a st- sort of stealth tactic. Haven't used it too much yet. Okay. But, uh, I just I kind of I kind of just got it a little bit ago. Um, I didn't turn into a chair, so there's that. And I rolled around the room for a little bit. Did anyone notice you rolling around the room? I was doing it. I was testing it out. So no, I was. Uh, I well, was that's just, part uh, of testing. You got to you got to see how it does. Well, I, I don't want to just run out into like the, a combat zone and say let's uh, let's see how this let's see how this goes. I want oh, to make right. sure I, I knew how to, how to. That's right. I, that's right. I forget you, uh, you. You die in this game and it deletes your save file, so there's no room for experimentation, right? Yeah, exactly. You start over in the beginning. It's a, it's a rogue. It's a roguelike. Uh, I wouldn't say roguelike. It's, it's just it's just like rogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, speaking of saves, this game has. Uh, just like Dishonored 2 does, I believe. Uh, I haven't played it, but I've seen it. Uh, it has a quick save option, like a PC game does. Quick save and quick load right on the menu. And it's very, very, you know, works just as advertised. So that's been very nice. Uh, that, that also leads to some experimentation stuff as well that I have, tr- that I have done. And you get this, uh, like with the glue gun, which is one of the early weapons you get. And you can create, you can use that to slow down enemies. Or to uh, create platforms, if you uh, for climbing and stuff, so that can help you get into different places. So you know, some quick save here, try this out. But anyway, what I wanted to say about the with the butt with this game is that I like the I like the yeah talk about I the can, I like game. the levels, I like the level design. I like the uh, the story seems relatively interesting so far. It hasn't gotten too uh, gripping yet, but I've been interested. But the combat itself has not been that great. I don't like it that. I don't like the combat very much. You can't aim down the sights with your weapon, which is not 
not a crazy thing in a game. That's uh, this isn't a shoot. This isn't necessarily a uh, a first-person shooter like the most stereotypical kind. I don't think you could in the first Bioshock. I think you can in Infinite. I'm pretty sure you can in Infinite. Uh, but it's it feels very clunky when you're fighting. So you know the the mimics, which are the small ones that can transform into things. If you've seen the trailers, I'm sure you've seen these things mm-hmm. transform into diff- different uh objects where you, it's where you get your power from um and they are they'll pop out all over the place just constant there's always a fucking music like sting too whenever they pop out uh when the set from the sound and the sound design is pretty good overall and i like the it's got a weird sci-fi soundtrack going on it's kind of cool um but as soon as they pop out it's just the it's it's just a mad dash to try to hit them with a wrench or your gun, and they and they're really their AI seems really weirdly inconsistent. Like sometimes they'll they'll be very aggressive and just straight up attack you. Other times they'll like they'll run. It, it looks like they're running away to go hide again, but then but then they'll come back. So it's not like they're just trying to go hide. It's like they just can't decide what they want to do, which is kind of frustrating. And enemies hit you very hard in this game. Like you, uh, the uh, you can die pretty quick if you aren't careful, which is which can also be frustrating because I don't feel like I feel like I'm flailing about instead of like being able to handle handle myself in a situation. Okay. I feel like I just get lucky. I feel like I'm getting lucky when I'm fighting these people, things most of the time. How's uh how's the check or how's like the checkpoint system? It's uh. Uh, it's not bad. I have I've had a few times had a few times where I think it took me like a little further than I would have liked, but uh, it's been pretty okay so far. I haven't gotten too screwed over by anything. And again, you can quick save all the time, so that kind of also alleviates a lot of frustration if you're diligent with that. Unless so, you quick save into a near fail yeah. state. Yes, but you can't. Uh, so that's you, you have a hard save slot as well. So, you know, just be careful. Quick, sla- quick saves, you got to be careful with those. They are your friend and your greatest enemy at the same time. Yeah. So, but yeah, like there's also these things. Called, I've seen two enemy types so far. And one, and the Phantom is like a hu- more humanoid one that is incredibly fast. As soon as it, it spots you, it is it usually just charges right at you and it's right in your face immediately. Or it shoots these energy blasts at you that are kind of hard to dodge and take out large chunks of your health so that's frustrating but uh it's and the stealth doesn't feel the best like it's it's got a lot of this game's got a lot of mechanics in it and i don't it's just when it comes to ones that deal with combat i just don't think they nailed most of them very well and it's it's hard it's hard because i like a lot of like i said i like a lot of things about this game i like the upgrading system i like exploring this space station i like how it kind of met you kind of metroid your way around it in a way with different key cards and stuff and getting uh, some abilities just like unlocking it more as you go along but yeah just interacting with the enemies has not been fun so far i've had a few occasions when it like i i snuck up on this one with a glue gun froze him in place and then blew him away the shotgun so there's been a few times where i've I felt like I had a handle on it. Okay, but I was I, gonna I, say that seems kind of cool. Yeah, so it's like there there are cool things for sure. Like I'm not saying this is by no means a bad game. It's cool. It's just there. It's just it's good, but 
it's just one of those games gotcha. so far. It's a, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm hoping the uh, the story continues. To get, it's uh, it's got some interesting things going on in it so far. It's uh, no no twists or anything. Oh, that was kind of an early twist, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's nothing crazy, but a solid. Some a solid story so far. Okay, I don't I don't necessarily need a twist yeah. in a game. I I, I, I yeah. don't need to be M Night Shyamalan and everything. Where I'm just sitting there waiting for a twist. It's like okay, let's wait for it. It's coming because we know it's coming. So sometimes just telling something straight and having it be good is yeah. a little bit more appreciated. Yeah, it it just it doesn't strike me as a game that won't have something a little crazy happen down the line. Just from how dealing with something like neuroscience and the mind, just I can see it. Deal with going some places, but yeah, it's it ha- it is it has been it has been fun overall. I will say that. Uh, so, all right, yeah. cool. Okay, so let's move on to some news then. If that's if that's all the thoughts you had on that, uh, also, so I guess one more thing is that I don't I haven't found it particularly scary. I know it's kind. Of, I feel like it's been billed as kind of a horror game. Oh, has it? And I've, those, I've, uh, I haven't gotten that sense at all from it. Oh, I thought I, I was thinking like a sci-fi, like sci-fi horror is what I thought it was. Is what I, some uh, trailers that I came across came came across as, and the fact that these enemies can hide in plain sight. Uh, but yeah, I haven't not, not been scared really at all, even by the and there were definitely jump scare moments, but yeah, they didn't really. Eh. Well, I mean, let's let's face so, it, Resident anyone, Evil is technically a horror series, and I mean, when was the last time that was scary? Well, outside seven. of seven. Okay, take care. Of, take seven yeah, out of the equation, like, and when was the last was time that thing was say, scary? Like, uh, I guess technically, I have some scary parts in four when you're younger. The uh, okay, yeah, I was in my twenties when that came out, and I, I was more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I found that more intense than scary. Like I've never really found Resident Evil yeah. scary. I, I would say the closest it gets to be four being scary, it's more like you said, more tense, and it still is uh, the. Uh, Iron Maidens, I think they're called. The ones that like breathe and will slowly walk towards you. Uh, they, uh, they and you have to uh, use the uh, thermal scope to to target parts of them. Anyway, yeah, if if people were hoping this game would would be would be a, a good scary game to play, has not struck me that way so far. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't get that sense from the trailers at all. Like it just kind of seems like a oh okay, there's some there's some weird shit going on here, but it never really struck me as like horror that they were going for. Yeah, you know, it's some people don't. Are, I'm sure most people won't be looking for that, but I'm just just putting it out there. In case okay. Was okay. Yeah. All right then. Uh, let, let's let's run down this new stuff real quick here. Um, this first one I'm going to talk about is we're just going to kind of glance over because I don't. I'm kind of astounded that it's happening. It is, I think Nintendo's getting got a taste of that DLC money, and they are they are going whole hog on it with uh, Fire Emblem's or Fire Emblem Echoes Shadow of Valen- Valencia's uh, DLC. It's uh, this could be multiple packs, but all totals gonna be forty five dollars, which costs uh, more than the actual game itself, which is a forty dollar game. So yeah, holy Nintendo's shit! A, Nintendo's apparently got a uh, got a got a got a bit uh got a bit bloodthirsty with that. Uh, the DLC money, they're like, oh wait a second, we can we can we can, right. we can really clean up with some of this. Uh, the one thing I will say, I do kind of appreciate that this is not stuff that they cut out of the 
I guess, remake portion of the game. This is all, like, new material, so it's kind of nice for that, and it does let you, like, go and level grind your characters. It does let you get uh, some classes that you can't get in the main game by itself. So it's kind of nice that way, but at the same time, it's just, like, $45. Oh, God, that's a lot. Because I'm kind of one of those guys I'm sort of, like, all or nothing on DLC. If I'm going to get DLC, I'm just going to buy all of it. This way I have the quote-unquote full experience. So this game between me getting the Collector's Edition and this is going to run me, I don't I don't even remember how much the collector's edition costs at this point, but yeah, this is going to end up running me like, a, you know, probably over a hundred dollars for this game. And so, uh, that's forty five dollars. Yeah, well, it's you know, that's like... that's forty five dollars. I'm probably going to spend. So we'll see what happens. Um, Darksiders three got leaked, then officially unveiled. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon after it got leaked. Yeah, they just the decided, that, oh, the hell with it. We were going to announce it later, but you already found it, so let's just go ahead and get rid of this. Yeah, it was uh, found by some people on Amazon, basically, and then they were just like, yeah, let's go ahead and just announce this thing. So you play as Fury, who is a female, who I, I, I'm astounded that I saw any people angry about that, but, well, hey, I guess welcome to the world, so... They were, they, you found people that, uh, I'm not, I guess I'm not surprised, but you, people were, were complaining about that on the internet. People were complaining about a woman on the internet? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the trailer? Uh, I, no. Let's just say no. I caught yeah. little pieces of it on something, and I was just like, okay, yeah, great. I'll play this when it, or I'll buy it when it when it gets cheap, basically, is my kind of thing with Dark Siders. I watched the trailer, um, and Alex Navarro of Giant Bomb actually echoed my personal thoughts on like by saying that it uh it struck it reminded him of like a the, the trailer wasn't good and it reminded him of like a b tier ps2 game trailer or a cutscene or like an opening cutscene in a b tier ps2 game okay it well, was i, I kind of feel was, like i kind of feel like darksiders has been that the entire time i don't know that, that they've necessarily been going for that but it feels like it's definitely been a b tier b tier series yeah, but it's trailers have come a long way, so it's just it, yeah, it just it's it wasn't a very good trailer in any way. It didn't really get me interested in the game too much, and I, I liked the first Darksiders, and I liked two well enough also. So I will I'll keep an eye on it. She's got a chain whip, so that's pretty that's pretty B tier PS2 game also. Yeah, <laughs> um, or uh. Or three D uh, Castlevania tier. Yeah, so hopefully it's good. Uh, I hope it uh, is closer to a Zelda game than, than the loot game that two was, but we'll see. Because uh, the first one is way more Zelda than the second one. Is second one's much like a weird kind of open worldish loot game. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things that actually kind of made me want to play it. Uh, Tom Chakover at Quarter to Three, when it first came out, was talking about it and how he liked, or how he's finding it, and I just, it sort of intrigued me enough that I was like, oh, I actually do want to play this one, so. Uh, the first one is good. It's a good game. It probably holds up relatively well. Yep, got it on my Xbox One. And the second one on my Xbox yeah. One. And let's, yeah, I got the, the War see. Mastered Edition. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Yeah, and the definitive edition. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's why I said I got the uh, Xbox. Uh, got it on Xbox One. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah the, uh, that's 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 a B tier title <laughs> for something. I so. would argue that's probably a little lower than B tier title, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> God, they, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, those are some pretty awful titles, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 
it is what it is. I don't know. I mean, I, I, part of that's why I say part of me wonders if they're just sort of embracing the B tier thing. Like, okay, we know we're never going to be AAA. We're never going to knock down anybody, you know, down a peg. So let's just go ahead and run with what we've got and kind of go a little ridiculous. So, hopefully, they make good on that. The ending of the first game, and that and the first game has a really cool ending. I don't know if you you're aware of it, but no, it actually has I, a really cool, really I, cool end. Okay, I'm gonna say I don't particularly care if you spoil it or anything. I'm not. You know how I am with spoilers. It isn't really. Oh, it's it's like me. it's a game seven years old. Yeah. Like it's it ends with, uh, like war being captured and then the uh, uh or war going, but the, no, there were others. And he looks up into the sky and you see the three horsemen uh, charging down from the sky and then it cuts to black. So, uh, yeah, it was a it was a good cliffhanger. Like it's pretty a pretty universally like cliffhanger people to play the game. Okay. Uh, then. Two was a prequel that made that didn't make good on it at all. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's good. You know, hopefully every game made is good. So, <sighs> I don't know. There's some games I want to be bad. <laughs> you know, I don't wish ill upon. Well, I'm not saying I, I, I'm not saying I wish ill. It's just sometimes <laughs> I I prefer a bad yeah. game. Like I, sometimes I like a bad game because there's something interesting. There's if you keep getting good games, sometimes you just don't end up with a nugget of something interesting. I mean, you know, you can't can't all be Zelda. You can't all be a great game surrounded by new ideas that are well implemented. So yeah, I mean, it makes you appreciate the good things. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Zelda, let's go ahead and uh, let's let's cover some of the DLC here. We got the announcement for the first. Part of the DLC. Um, I wrote up a new story on it on the site, but we'll kind of run it down from there. Uh, first part of it's the Trial of the Sword. Basically, you put the Master Sword back in the pedestal, and you end up going through this dungeon of sorts, I suppose. It's, uh, they said, I think, about 45 rooms, which is kind of vague. Um, and yeah. once you complete yeah. it... Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so is it 44? Is it 46? Is it 49? Or so? It's like, you couldn't give me the exact number. It just, yeah, seems ridiculous, so... Maybe there's hidden rooms, that's why they said about. I don't know. Anyway, um, and then if you complete this, it unleaks the... Or unleaks... <laughs> Goddamn, I'm tired. Let's see. Uh, here. Awaken the true power of the Master Sword, which it, it's been incredibly vague and, you know, seen conflicting reports as to what that actually means. Does it mean it's powered up to 60 all the time? It doesn't break anymore? Um, maybe it's more powerful than 60? Who knows? It's, it's just, yeah. So it'd be kind of interesting. Maybe maybe the sword will start talking to you more. It turns into fee. Oh, Skyward sword. Yeah. Well, if we're going, <laughs> if we're if we're looking to make Breath of the Wild not enjoyable, that would be the way to go. So. <laughs> uh, and in this mode, you get to keep your hearts and your stamina, but you lose all of your equipment, including your armor. Which just so we're doing a even tide island thing then, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, that it's that sounds. Interesting. I'm sure I will try it at least. Yeah, I liked even Tide Island. I'm going to uh, that, that. That'll get me to dip back in later. It's like I said. I've finally gotten away where I can put Zelda down and be like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I've done enough in this game. I don't need to touch it for a while. But this is something that'll probably bring me back. So um, next is the Hero's Path mode, which is basically just this like tracker. Uh, basically, it looks like silly string it'll put like a little uh little cursor on the map and you can watch uh everywhere you've gone in the game and it's it's kind of ridiculous it's i don't know if it's cool or not it just like yeah eh. eh. like 
it's, it should have been it's in there kind of cool with, but honestly. like it's it's to like like advertise this map this as as the map feature you've been looking you're gonna add like yeah it's like oh this was it okay yeah I guess the nice thing is it does go retroactively up to 200 hours, so I really didn't get a good sense of how this thing is going to work because I don't want to sit there like and watch myself wander around for 200 hours. I mean, I know it does it faster, but it's just like, okay, so that just that's going to be a lot because I, I, I've put 100 and something hours into that game, so it's going to be a lot yeah, of I mean, I, there. I put 65 in. I would, I'd like to put some more. So that would get me to come back for a little bit. And, the, and then they got one more DLC coming later this year, right? Yeah, that one's point. more story-oriented, I suppose, with the new dungeon. Or dungeons, mm-hmm. I forget. Uh, so. uh, I like the dungeon. The dungeons. So I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd play another one. All right. Uh, well, th- well, this gets you back in. Uh, hard mode is going to be available with this, which, again, this is something I feel like this should have just been... Oh, I, uh, I forgot. They, up, they like up the rank of the enemies in the area and yep. what else did they do? Uh, they, uh, there's also fl- or like flying platforms with, uh, yeah. Yeah. With moblins on top of them, which is kind of cool. I mean, it makes it a little bit more complicated to just fly around all willy nilly. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like this, I don't know it. They, it also really hasn't been described that if you have to start a new game doing this, which would, which would get me to not play it because I'm not losing my save file. Basically like this would make me like, Okay, whenever I get a switch and I want to replay Zelda, I'll probably do it in hard mode on that. But yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna delete my save file if that's what's required. So. Uh yeah, it's it's not for me, but uh, I'm glad they're putting it in there. People like, uh, I've seen a lot of cool survival stuff built uh, uh, around uh, Breath of the Wild in terms of people like playing through it. Uh, so, so kind of putting like artificial limitations I, I think on themselves was, for difficulty. Yeah, Austin Walker at Waypoint does his as his permadeath thing. He started and the first game they did was Breath of the Wild, and he has three lives to beat the game. And every time he dies, that's the end of the stream. So and once you once he runs out of out of lives, they move on to another game. And every week they add on a, a new stipulation. Uh, one of the I think the roughest one they added so far was this was it's voted by the community. Uh, he, you can't use the map at all. Oh, okay. Which uh, also, uh, what feature would that also take away from you? Not being able to use the map. Fast travel. Fast oh, travel. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they like that was an unforeseen uh, effect of that. They didn't. They so that's so yeah that's people a lot of cool stuff around Zelda. Zelda has a lot of different ways you can you can approach it. So. I'm glad they're adding stuff to it. Yeah. I mean, there's the, there's always kind of ways to play, like, you know, at an artificial difficulty. Like, I... God, when I, um... Like, I, I got to the point where... I think it was, like, when I kind of hooked up my Super Nintendo again for the first time in, like, a long time. I played, like, Link to the Past, and it just... It all clicked again so quickly that I started the game over, and I just went for, you know, keeping the green tunic... Uh, keeping the master sword at the base level and getting no hearts outside of the ones that the bosses give you and using no fairies and no, you know, it's just like, yeah, okay. I, it was sort of a self-imposed difficulty thing. And I managed to beat the game that way. So, 
And that was, uh, you know, that I wasn't using an emulator either. So that was a, uh, you know, if you save and quit, it counts as a death. So I was going for a no death thing. So yeah, that's uh, that was a rough one. I, I got through it and beat it, but oh, that was a that was a yeah. rough time. Uh, I on when I played DMC Definitive Edition, they added a mode called Turbo Mode uh, to to it, which is, when you turn that on, it uh, it speeds up the game by twenty percent. So oh, wow! I and I, I all my all all four playthroughs I did on, on that version, I played at twenty percent extra speed, and that changes a lot when it comes to like dealing com- combos and and dodging enemies' attacks. So that's yeah, I, I like little things like that will make you definitely make you come back to a game. I enjoyed it. It was it was a nice twist on a game I'd already beaten uh, half a dozen times. So yeah, that's yeah a lot. you know. That's a lot of time in DMC. It's, uh, yeah, ten times, I guess, I've beaten it. Jesus Christ. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Next piece of it is Travel Medallion, which basically lets you just kind of put a fast travel point down. Uh, you get to put one down, so kind of handy. Again, this is something I feel like should have just been in the game to begin with, but I suppose it's better than just it not existing. I don't know. It's It just seems like a weird little thing to have just added in so late into the game. Because I mean, I'm at that point yeah. now where like we're this would have come in handy when I was like farming pieces of the dragons, um, but at this point of the game, it's like I don't I don't really need it now. I suppose. Uh, the yeah, I don't know. I don't want my I don't want my map to have all that stuff all over it. I like the map the way it is. <laughs> like the. But uh. What do you mean? Anyway. I, mean... I was thinking of the uh, the trail thing. Thing going all over your map i don't really like that oh okay yeah well i mean I, I i think you actually have to actively put that on so yeah i wouldn't i probably wouldn't i like i like the clean look of the map yeah, it's just, yeah I could, although once I you start fighting i can figure out where i haven't been on yeah i mean once you start own. finding all those korok seeds and stuff it does get a little uh i uh, just little loaded not, i mean it, it's not <laughs> anywhere near as bad as a far cry or assassin's creed game but it does get a little I don't know. When you zoom stuff. in, it gets pretty bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. And the final bit is a bunch of armor pieces. You're getting the phantom armor from Phantom Hourglass. Uh, yes. You literally get Majora's Mask that you can wear. I'm kind of curious, like, what sort of effects that will have. Uh, Midness Helmet from Twilight Princess. That's something else I'm kind of curious. And, of course, Tingle's Outfit, which I just don't understand but i bet it's on i bet it's on tingle island when they put it in because <laughs> they're, they're putting them they're putting them on random parts on parts of the map you have to go find them i'm pretty sure yeah they're putting them in chests on the map I'm, I, I am curious so. as to where that's going to be especially since tingle island is misspelled yeah it is so yeah, it's uh, E-L instead of L-E. So, And the last little bit there is the Korok mask, which will shake when you get near a uh, Korok. Which yeah, will come in handy if you're a, trying to do this game like without actually looking at a guide or whatever. But I, I do wonder, like, is this going to cause a vibration in the controller? Or is it just going to, like, the mask is going to make a noise, basically. Like, it's going to make that kind of, like, maraca sound. Uh, I, I think the mask will at least do something. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure the mask so. will do something, but I'm wondering if it's going to actually like make the controller vibrate in any way, shape, or form. Like maybe uh, vibrate a little uh, stronger as you get towards the item, or towards the core. Uh, 
I don't know. There's a lot of Korok seeds in that game. I don't know. I don't know if I want my controller vibrating that much. <laughs> you can go long stretches without being near one, too, though. You just don't know they're there. I don't know. There's literally like six types of puzzles or whatever for the Korok seeds. Like, well, there's that quite a. I think there's more than that. There's all, all the different all all the different target ones, the the weight ones, the uh, the rock, the push a rock down ones, the flower ones, uh, the shoot the the acorns in the tree and the acorns hanging there ones. Um, there's put the rock in the right place. There's uh there's dive into something. Uh, um, the little statues. Did you get one for uneven tide for? Yeah, the statues. Put so in apples and statues. Um, was the with the rings on even tide that also they give you Korok seeds or that give you something else? Flying through the rings. I think there's a couple places where you can do that. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a few places like that. Um, so we're at seven out of, so we've got seven different ways of basically doing this for 900 seeds. Uh, you can talk to the, that little dude at the top of the, of the great Deku tree and then he give you some for doing stuff. Okay. Right. Uh, eight. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, Considering how many there are, there's not really a lot of, uh, a lot of ways to do these things. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's 900, there's 900 of them. That's that's a lot. Oh yeah. Oh no, I'm not disagreeing. I, I'm not arguing that there's not a lot of Korok seeds. I'm just saying the manners of which you get the Korok seeds they're it's surprisingly limited considering how creative the rest of the game is with stuff like that. But eh, eh it's a minor quibble that I've got with it. So but anyway, let's move on. Um, Zelda. There was a 2D D make, I suppose, if you want to put it that way. It's since been taken down. But uh, yeah, basically you could play like. Breath of the Wild in the style of the original NES. Um, if you were watching the, I think it was the GDC talk, they actually built Breath of the Wild and like a bunch of the stuff around it in the NES version of Zelda to see if it would work before they implemented it in 3D, which is kind of interesting. So it's been taken down since, because uh, it was on uh, itch.io, itch.io, I don't know how you say that. And not really that interested in high yeah. speed either, but yeah, it it was yeah, on there. Now it's gone. Um, it's around the on the internet though. You just gotta gotta hit Google hard hard enough, and you'll find it. So, <laughs> and okay, so let's uh, let's kind of transition to we're gonna talk about Zelda still, I suppose, a little bit, but we're also gonna talk about sales figures uh, because we talked about this on the episode that Garage Band eats again, um, but. Zelda has shipped 3.84 million units worldwide. Uh, that's a splitting up between the Wii U and the Switch. We got 2.76 million units on the Switch and 1.08 on the Wii U. I just I'm I'm astounded at this. And then we talked about this where the uh, attach rate for Zelda on the Switch is literally more than 100. percent So I mean that's yeah, it's absurd to say the least. Yeah, it helps when you're uh, an amazing game at launch and the only game worth owning at launch and a Zelda game. So it kind of had everything going for it. But that's still incredible that it's got an over one-to-one attach rate. Yeah, and I mean, Zelda's 
pop more popular out in America than it is in Japan sales wise, but it's never really like had that like that kind of attach rate before. I mean, almost nothing's really had that attach rate before. I mean, hell, I think Mario Kart Eight had a like fifty or sixty percent attach rate, and I mean that was pretty incredible. And oh, we're talking about the the Wii U version, not the Switch one that just came out what last week. So. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I think a lot of it had to do with, like, a lot of people, like, they were just like, oh, I'll just get Zelda, and then I'll eventually find a Switch, and then, yeah, we're in this I bet situation the, I bet Mario World probably has a crazy attach rate, being as being they shipped with it effort, so that's probably the closest thing. Uh, then I would imagine then uh, Wii Sports would probably have a crazy attach rate, too. Yeah, Wii Sports is probably also up there <laughs> yeah so, yeah i was gonna say so yeah, uh, yeah nintendo's could... nintendo's good at launches generally <laughs> outside of having the hardware generally. available i mean it, it did really well keeping the hardware available yeah. when the wii u came out because no one bought it but they're they're good at having at least one game worth uh like a system seller at launch a must own basically handhelds notwithstanding notwithstanding yeah, I was so. gonna say the 3DS's launch. Well, hell, even the DS's launch lineup was a little weak. So, sixty was Mario sixty four a launch game? It was. Yeah, Mario World launch game. Uh, I don't know what the NES. I don't know if Mario a launch game with the NES. No, no, I don't remember. No. That was Duck more than was. A, that was more than a yeah. year later, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, game. What was a GameCube launch? Uh, we got Luigi's Mansion, which. You know, has its fans. Um, oh, what is it? The uh, the Ro- one of the Rogue Squadron games. Oh yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, Melee was a month after, I think. I don't I think, think Melee, Melee was clo- Melee was a near launch. I don't think it was a launch game though. Let's see. I, hmm. Let's see. Let's look that up because I'm kind of curious. Let's see. GameCube launch titles. I too. I don't want to see. Oh, they've got these things. Okay, let's see. Come on. It's a lot of scrolling to get to this. Sorry, people. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm at the GameCube. Um, let's just go with the U.S. launch. A lot heavier than the Japanese launch, which, I mean, granted, there was a, let's see, GameCube launched in Japan in September 2001, and the U.S. launched November of 2001, so, yeah, there's a couple months in between there, but at All-Star Baseball 2002, Batman Vengeance, I don't even know if I knew that existed, Crazy Taxi, Dave Mira Freestyle BMX 2, Tarzan Untamed, Luigi's Mansion, okay, good, Madden 2002, I don't know. Uh, yeah. NHL hits two thousand two, Rogue Squadron two, Rogue Leader, Super Monkey Ball, Tony X Pro Skater three, and then Wave Race Blue Storm. That's right, I forgot about that. Let's see. And then, I'm kind of curious when Smash Brothers actually came out. I want to say it was like a month after. Let's see. North America, December third, two thousand one. So yeah, that. Uh, let's see. A couple weeks later. You know, honestly, I don't remember that being a, being anywhere near the launch window, but, yeah. 
One second. Uh, Ness launch. It says Mario Brothers with a launch. Mario yeah. Brothers? Maybe or Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Brothers. It says Super Mario Brothers. 85. That sounds like the right year. Let's see. Hmm. This would be handy to have Frank Cifaldi for. He would know. But yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't remember it being a launch title. Like, I thought it came afterwards, but could be wrong. I mean, you look at a lot of these titles, and it's like Super Mario Brothers is kind of the only one that's really kind of held up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the NES is. It's it's an old. It's not a very old console. I don't have a lot of affinity for NES games, save the first couple Mega Man games. Yeah, I think Psych Bike's okay. Yeah, that's really about it. I mean, I guess if uh, I guess if you like Duck Hunt, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, it's a thing. So anyway, okay, so that's that. Um, yeah, yeah. Switch, Switch is doing pretty well sales wise. They just need to get more out there. Uh, the NES Classic sold pretty well. Uh, Nintendo finally decided to talk about how much it sold, and it sold two million. Basically, they had this plan in place where they wasn't going to manufacture them indefinitely or for very long apparently and what we got <laughs> was basically a second uh, like oh hey this thing's selling a lot better than we expected i don't know how they didn't think this thing was going to sell very well to begin with it's just like okay you were surprised that people bought this i mean it sold 2 million 2.3 million nes classics i don't know if that includes um like i said uh, i don't know if that includes the famicom version but i mean even if it does, it's 2.3 million of these things. How did you not expect there to be like any sort of nostalgia for this thing? It's just and those things were not were not expensive to make. They, like, oh, they no. had they had one small processor in it or whatever or or whatever the thing's called in there, and then a case. Yeah. So and a eight inch cord. So it's yeah. Not, yeah. I would like to see that thing come back with uh, wireless controllers, maybe as the uh, as like the top loader NES. That would be nice, but I don't think it's. We might see that come back, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, uh, we're we're getting that's we're getting that Super NES, so maybe the Game Boy one too. Uh, I can't I the Game Boy Micro. I, the I, wouldn't it be the Game Boy Classic? I don't know. So are you looking? Are you, you mean the Game Boy, like the black and white Game Boy, is one yes. you want? I'm not saying want. I'm saying that I, I think that'll happen. Yeah. I think they would. I don't. Did the Game Boy Advance play Game Game Boy games? I don't remember. Yes, it did. I think they'd go with the color or the Advance. They were going to go with the classic one. Well, I think they're. I, I think they would do like color and original i think i think advanced there's a entirely different nostalgia base for that so i think they would probably separate those two that's fair yeah the advanced the uh, i like I, I had a well i had the advance i like the advance quite a bit so that's i guess it's my generation yeah so yeah i don't i don't have the that's, same that's, nostalgia as as uh as like you do or like anthony does i believe for like the game boy advance like i like the game boy advance i just 
the original Game Boy was like, you know, I mean, for me, that was kind of like my original system for the most part. Like we got, we got, a, we got Game Boys before we got an NES. So, uh, yeah, I liked my Game Boy Advance SP. Also, also great. Probably, probably the best. Uh, probably the best Game Boy had the backlight. It was uh, well, yeah. one version had the backlight. Most of them had the front light. For the SP. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they get the backlight one. Yeah, that'd be crazy. What was that? You get the backlight one. Don't be crazy. Don't be a psychopath. Yeah. Well, they're they're a little front hard light. to come by because people uh, people held on to the back the backlit ones. Those front, like I said, those frontlit ones. They're the they're the more common one because I've got the uh, the one that has like the NES kind of styling to it, and that one's a frontlit one. Yeah. So. I think I'm pretty sure I had a backlit one. I don't remember. I don't know where. Do you remember if you got it early is, on or? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I did. If you got it early on, you had a front lit one because the back one was like a, like kind of like a reissue, basically. Uh, I, if it wasn't for the size of it, I would say the gateway, uh, the, the micro was actually a pretty great little system. That screen was nice. There we had these uh, Famicom styled ones that we were that we had at my store that or the GameStop I was working at and. I kept hesitating on pulling the trigger on them because they were like $60. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want one of these to play. Like I've got, you know, I, at that point I had my DS Lite and I was like, I don't know if I really need one. And then eventually they went away and now they sell for a lot of money. I'm like, ah, I should have just bought all of them. So <clears throat> hindsight 2020. So anyway, um, Sony's doing really well with the PS4. They've sold 60 million or shipped 60 million units. That's, I don't know. This this thing is on on. I don't want to say it's on uh, like on task to keep up with the PS2, but it's doing pretty pretty damn well. It's Sixty million units in just a few years. So yeah, I mean it's the it's the console of choice right now. Yeah, and it w- and it will be for the rest of this generation most likely. So Unless Sony does something to really I, flub it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't. It, it would have to. It would be something really stupid. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, like six hundred dollars, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Go get a second job for it, stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, no, I, ha- I had one of those. One of those fucking six hundred dollar monsters. Yeah, I got. I got one. I think six months after it came out, ish. I don't remember anyway. when I got one. It was probably, a, it was, I think it was over a year after I got one because I had got it for, or because of the Metal Gear, Metal Gear Online beta, basically. Like, that was, I got an invitation to that from somewhere. I don't even remember where I got it from. And I was like, oh, cool, I want to play this. So, yeah, I kind of jumped on that and found, think, found it used I didn't get a 360. Oh, I didn't get a 360 till, 360 till 09, I think. Oh, jeez. It was okay. a few years. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I always kind of, like, wait before I get a system. It's like the 360 I got like June of 2006, so yeah, about seven months after launch. And then the like I said, the PlayStation 3 I got man yeah, about a year and some odd months after the launch. So, so I figured I was like I didn't really see anything initially that really wanted or made me want a PS3, and I was like, oh, I'll just wait till Metal Gear Solid 4 comes out, and then I'll buy one. And then that beta got announced, and somebody I tracked down a used one because you know we got a. I was working at GameStop and I had a you know twenty percent discount on a used system, so so I have one that's uh, back backwards compatible. So man, Metal Gear Online was a weird fucking thing. Yeah, I actually played it a lot, which kind of 
strange to think about. It was I, I, I liked the Metal Gear Solid Four version of Metal Gear Online than more than I liked the uh, Metal Gear Solid Five version. It's Metal Gear Solid uh, Five is a little I, bit more frantic. I don't I don't know. I didn't like either. I don't. I, I just don't think it's a, a game that translates well to online, and I'd much rather play Metal Gear single player. That's just me, I guess, though. It depends on the group of people you ended up playing with. Like, I ended up making some, I guess, friends online with uh, the, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4 version of it and actually played it quite a bit. Like, you know, you, you could set sort of artificial limitations on yourselves and kind of do it that way. It was kind of fun that way, but it was it was definitely an yeah, interesting I had game, Call of Duty. So. I had Call of Duty, so it's kind of, that's what I was playing online. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two entirely different beasts there, but. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if you think about that, it's like, well, you can say like, oh, I've got a single player shooter versus Metal Gear. It's like, yeah, I mean, Call of Duty's outsold Metal Gear every single time. So, Call of Duty's outsold most things. Yeah, that's so, yeah, not gonna, a that's not fair. I was gonna say, it, yeah. it, what is it? What was the last one? Infinite Warfare. That one's outsold Zelda. So, not really that a was fair a bad comparison. One. And people like people that like that was that was one of the least well received ones in a long time. Yeah. Probably since Ghosts. So. Yeah, yeah, and you know, both of them out have outsold Zelda so handily. So it's like okay, yeah, yeah. Sales numbers are always a little weird to kind of go off, especially when you go game or you know based on games. So anyway, uh, last little bit of info thing here. Or no, we got yeah, we got two more things. Um, Nintendo announced a new 2DS XL, which is basically just the 3DS with a 3D taken out, which is I guess welcome. I don't know. I, I, I'm. I don't, uh-huh. I don't really feel like I'm, I don't know, I don't feel inclined to buy one outside of the uh, the slime one that's coming out for Dragon Quest Eleven. But other than that, I don't really feel like, oh, I, I want one. I th- so I think it looks pretty good. I might get one. I don't have a new 3DS. So okay, yeah. Maybe yeah, I it, get this one. Yeah, it seems like a great yeah. thing if you don't have a new 3DS. But yeah, I, I've got one, yeah. so I'm kind of like, I don't really feel the need yeah. to buy one. So And I like, the, I like the color scheme they went with. Like, at least the black and the blue one, I think it looks pretty nice. Yeah. What was the oh. other one like white and orange, right? Yeah, I kind of like right. that one too, actually. So yeah, yeah, they 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 look good. It's something I I don't know. Ah, I, uh, I, I do wonder. Like I don't know that two DS is pretty sturdy. Like my daughter's dropped hers on our tile floors quite a bit, and it's held up pretty well. I I just wonder how that clamshell would hold up to her dropping it. So I don't know. It's the two DS does seem to yeah, have the, a, the... a good amount of padding, basically. Yeah, the the hinges is it's a weird thing because like the whole part point of the two DS was like to make it break proof completely and having it on hinges seems to uh, counteract that idea. Yeah, although I don't know if this is really for the same audience as the as the two DS. I suppose this could be more of a just make the three DS as cheap as possible basically by doing this. So yeah, three uh, DS is still like two hundred dollars, isn't it? I think maybe 180. A new one is, I think. Yeah, think maybe like 200 dollars, two fifty. No, yeah. not two fifty. God, I think I think it's maybe two hundred dollars. Let's see. Because I want to say, like, I can't imagine that they're still over two hundred dollars at this point in the game. Let's see. New go to Best Buy 3DS. Excel, let's see how much they're selling them for. 
That is if uh, Best Buy wants to work. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Holy God, this is taking forever. Come on, God. Best Buy app. Check it out. It's great. <laughs> Good God. I could probably go down to Best Buy and go check. Sponsored. Uh, Danger Junk sponsored by Best Buy. <laughs> so, uh... We won't help you help yourself. There we go. Two hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah, that sounds sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. Over two hundred seems ridiculous. So, and uh, final bit of news here before we move on to everyone's favorite segment of this uh, podcast: uh, Night Trap. The oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, God. yeah. Forgot. Yeah, forgot. forgot we talked about, about this, this last week, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 Night Trap is uh, coming to PS4 and Xbox One, and yeah. It, Woo! I'm probably gonna pick it up just for just absurdity's sake, but I, jeez, oh I don't know. My my favorite part about this is the uh, scat thing. The like, I guess uh, military unit. I don't know what you play as or whatever, but uh, yeah, it's it's in the Sega CD version. It's Sega whatever the rest of the abbreviation for. And then the in the other version of the game, it's like special, blah 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 blah, whatever it is. So. Yeah, interesting, interesting choice there. So, anyway, uh, let's move on, John. What's uh, how are we gonna kill the next? Oh, I don't know. Let's say forty minutes of this podcast with everything I bought over the last couple weeks. Oh, it's uh, it's time for a little segment I like to call Jason's Ultra Sham Junk Pile EX Plus Alpha Arcade Edition. Okay, oh, you, <laughs> you almost had that like micro machine <laughs> yeah. guy speed. You almost had it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's go with uh, let's 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 get this started here because like I said, I got about thirty or thirty-one here to get through, so we got a lot. Fucking a, yeah. I mean, woo! Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, we'll power. Yeah. We'll, we'll skip over the guessing game on the obvious ones. Uh, I got Capcom Arcade Cabinet for the Xbox One. Okay, uh, so you got a big arcade cabinet. What yeah, basically. That yeah. Oh, that's that's, yeah. that's awkward. Yeah, that was awkward to drag in, and my wife kind of looked at me like, yeah. um, Excuse me. I'm like, hey, I paid the electric bill. What do you care? <laughs> um, because of uh, Games with Gold, they got Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams, Director's Cuts, and Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2. Um, about Kona. Oh. Okay. Do you know what that is? Right. <laughs> Do you know what that is? I I have heard of it. Okay, and you want to guess then what it is? It's. Uh, uh, it's a 8 bit JRPG. Okay, John. If you're not even gonna try here, <laughs> no, Kona is a uh, platformer. It's a it's a first person survival horror game. Kona. Yeah. Are they going for the Soma thing? I don't know. Actually, I think this was this has been in development for a while. Like I remember seeing it like a couple of years ago. So. Oh, and also I remember we were talking about uh, in uh, in our video we did yesterday in Abzu. We were talking about diving games, and I forgot about Soma, which is literally you're a diving suit. So. That's, uh, that's another one for yeah, anyone out there kinda, to watch that video. Yeah, you just, just kind of walk in that one. I don't know if you really constitute that as a diving game. Uh, you're a, you're literally a diving suit, though. I feel like that's... Yeah, but you just <laughs> walk. You don't really swim. Uh, semantics. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of Abzu, that's one. That's one for the PS... Uh, on the PlayStation Plus Oh, you thing. picked it up. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. that. It's, it's on my hard drive now, so... Uh, also, another thing we played on the stream yesterday, uh, Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap, which, great game, and really showed off my platforming skills, so. Yeah, he, uh, Jason kills it. Uh, look forward to seeing him uh, beat a large chunk of that game in a very short amount of time. 
Yeah, it's a little obtuse too. Like I've been hearing some people complain, like it's you know just because of the era it came out in, and I'm gonna complain about my neighbor. But, oh God. Nothing, roll that call. Nothing. Nothing says my my parents didn't hug me as much as they should have as that. So. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Kane on good old games. Is what happened to Lynch? Um, he uh, he went somewhere else and changed or and uh, spelled his name differently. This is with a C and not a K, unlike the cart thing we had before. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, you know what? Honestly, I'm gonna have to pull up good old games maybe here because I don't. I know it's a horror game, but I forget what type. You have to at least know what you bought, Jason. No, gonna, no, I don't. Not help Actually, no, I don't. So That's the wonderful thing about this segment. I don't have to know what I bought. <laughs> you can argue with the logic all you want. So It is called a junk pile for a reason. Yes. Okay. Uh, while I'm looking up that, I got I bought a Waxworks. Uh, so you got like some candles for the house? What, is that a game? This is or? actually a first-person horror game with a whole lot of kind of really dark death animations or death screens. Um, actually, I read about this on uh, HG101 a few years ago, and that was kind of one of the things that like made me want to get this one. It was like two bucks, so I was like, eh, whatever. Uh, Stronghold Crusader HD, which is basically just another castle-building game. Yeah, yeah, I know about I don't know about Crusader. Let's see. Uh, we got Phantasmagoria one and two. The second one subtitle is a puzzle of flesh. Yes, it is. I have seen that game all played to completion. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I haven't played it though. Yeah. No, have not played it personally. Okay. All right, we have got Alone in the Dark one, two, three, and the New Nightmare. Is that the new Nightmare of the PS1? That PS a PS1 game, PS2 game. It came out on the PS1. I want to say, God, I, I, you know, honestly, I don't remember. I think it even hit 3D. Yeah. If I'm remembering right. Did you ever play the 360 Alone in the Dark? I sure did. That's a game. Oh boy, <laughs> I um. Yeah. There's a part where you're driving a car pretty early on in the game, and the. Uh, world literally kind of caved out from under me like the streets just disappeared and the car just fell and I couldn't make any more progress than that and that's as far as I got well, th- well did you open your coat to, f- to look inside to see if you could solve the problem you know I actually do like it, that as an inventory system it was an interesting idea but yeah yeah it's, it's interesting except for the fact that it doesn't freeze time <laughs> like it's it, uh... hey it adds to the intensity yeah, let me just look at. Let me just stare directly into my coat really fast, so I can grab some stuff. Hey, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, sometimes, sometimes you gotta go with fun over realism. Anyway, let's let's get let's get on with this um, beast of a list yes. you've got here. Oh, we've already gone through about eight or nine yeah. of them. So, uh, went through the seventh or got the seventh guest and the eleventh hour, which are just you know two kind of yeah. point and click horror games. Uh, if you couldn't tell, there was a uh, there was a horror sale on uh, on good old games. So. <laughs> Uh, Lucius, another uh, like first-person horror game. Let's see, got that. Lucius. Call of Cthulhu: Shadow of the Comet. Oh, I I do. I, I've seen. I think I've seen Dark Corners. 
of the Earth or whatever it's called. That's a uh, I think first, I've seen that yeah, game. It's like play. a first person shooter. Actually, uh, Watch Out for Fireballs did a pretty good uh, podcast about that one. I like that one. So that's one that like as soon as it goes on sale on Steam, I'm probably going to try to pick up and then have to figure out how to put the patches in because apparently it's kind of broken in some areas so and call of cthulhu prisoner of ice these are basically just kind of like point and click adventure games so uh stasis is a isometric uh point and click adventure game which yeah yeah or isometric horror game so uh stories untold which is a pretty recent game actually just came out in february um that one that one's kind of been intriguing me enough, and it's weird that the logo looks just enough like uh, what was that uh, Netflix series, uh, Stranger Things. I I am actually gonna watch. I'm getting closer. I've never seen that. I'm get, I'll be watching it pretty soon, though. Did you just say I'm, I'm gonna finally be getting, getting closer watching. to watching that? I'm close to watching it. Okay. I I'm catching up on all the shows I didn't watch last year. Okay. Uh, I finished House of Cards for season four recently. It was very good. It was the best season for the first one. The last two have been mediocre, uh, but and then I'm on Daredevil season two, and then I'm watching Stranger Things after that. Okay. So yeah, I'll be watching it soon. Okay, yeah, I'm just trying to kind of catch up with the Americans right now. So I have not watched that. I uh, I've heard good things. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones I've kind of like hung on to. Um, they got from my mom's cable subscriptions because I just kind of leech off that and use her FX. Uh, so you're watching it as it happens. So that and uh, HBO. I, actually, I, I've kind of been watching uh, the sixth season of uh, Game of Thrones again too. So, but anyway, that's a great season. Have you have you watched the Oh, have you watched the Leftovers? One more thing on HBO. I caught like that's four great episodes show. of the first season, and it did nothing for me. Even I with, love the Leftovers. It's on. Liv, it's yeah, it's on. Even with Liv Tyler on there, who oh, I, yeah. I've had a uh, had, had, I've had a thing for for quite a while, and that show just did nothing for me. It, it's a weird show, but I. I love it. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Okay. Downfall Redux, which is a kind of point-and-click horror game. So, there we go. Alright, and of course, because it was, uh, you know, the, the Star Wars week, and the, May the 4th be with you, and all that. May the 4th be with you, Jason! Uh, get it? Yeah. Oh, here, and I'll, and I'll do my Catholic May thing, and also with, with you. Star Wars. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, Go, go, sit, yeah. Through, go sit yourself, so... Oh man, good yeah. one. Yeah, just as good as May the Fourth be with you. Anyway, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy, and Star Wars Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Outcast. I bought those. Oh, and uh, Dark Forces. Uh, those are all shooters, right? I played. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I've, I've, uh, Dark I Forces. Think I've played is a one of the Outcasts. Shooter, so, um, out, Jedi Outcast was like pretty pretty big on Xbox Live, if I'm remembering right. Like the first Xbox Live, it was. I remember people like. Talk, coming into GameStop and talking about how they like like would play that. I'm like, that seems okay. That's interesting. Um, and finally, to round out the Star Wars thing, I bought uh, oh actually three games. Uh, X Wing Special Edition. X Wing was like one of my favorite like games on the PC I played when I was a kid. And then Tie Fighter, which I remember a friend let me borrow, and it just was incredibly hard because you don't have shields. <sighs> yeah, starting off as a Tie Fighter is a little. A little rough, but you eventually end up with like decent ships that have shields, and it comes a little bit more playable. But yeah, it's it's, it's pretty rough to start. And then because I love uh, real time strategy games of sorts, uh, Star Wars Rebellion. So I remember actually going to it was EB Games at the time in one of the malls out here, and like I was just like fantasizing over getting this game, and never could talk my mom into getting it. And I think it was mostly due be- to the fact that I don't think our PC could have handled it. So that was one of yeah, those. Yeah, that is very similar problem. 
soon as uh now that i'm like oh god i you know it's like you can play this on my phone and like multitask on the phone at the same time and still be fine so uh i got vernon's legacy which is a horror first person horror game and then uh rogueport red nightmare which is a uh, retroidvania uh horror game did you say wait did you say retroidvania again? yes i did i'm go- i'm going with that i'm going with that yeah uh yeah <laughs> hey metroidvania is just as disgusting of a word so yeah but you're like adding on to it yeah why not why not if we're gonna if we're gonna go with shit why don't i just like take another dump on top of well, it yeah I shit mean, on the shit pile metroid metroid and castlevania are retro games yes so they're they're already like, just but they're saying all, that alone. Ah, whatever well hey hey there was <laughs> there was a there was a metroid game that came out last year Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, see, so it's not it's not a retro series anymore because it still exists. Was there a Castlevania last year? No. There was one recently. The last was one Lord was, of Shadow uh, the last one. Last one was the Lords of Shadow 2, I want to say. That sounds right-ish. Yeah. There might have been one more. Uh, well, the only other thing I could think of is uh, maybe, well, there, I think it's a pachinko machine. But uh, the only other Great. one I could think of is that uh, killing it is that oh god what is it the like the multiplayer kind of crazy thing on the on Xbox Live Arcade but I think that was before that even Harmony of Despair yeah I fucking music titles <laughs> yeah well I remember thinking because it was like HD basically it was like basically like Castlevania HD let's yeah. see I think it was Harmony of Despair I'm almost positive that sounds right in my mind. Because there's Order of Ecclesia. Uh, well, there's Harmony um, of Dissonance, which was on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, and then Ecclesia. Is there an A one? Aria of Sorrow. Aria of Sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Harmony uh, of Despair. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. I guess that's Lord's Shadow Two was the last Castlevania. That's a few years old now. That was a last gen game, I think. Yeah, yeah, PS2 or a PS2. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. PS, <laughs> yeah, PS3 and PS, Xbox 360. PS2 yeah, that's uh, let's see. Yeah. Let me see when that came out. Let's see. 2013. Yep. Are they right? Uh actually let's see. Early. No, early that 2013. Was, I think that was the No, what could that have been? Let's see. So they can't I want to say January. February 2013, final answer. Okay. February 25th, 2014. So it hasn't even been three years since we've had Castlevania. So wait, it came out after the PS3? Okay, so it was a late, it was a a PS4, I mean, it was a late uh, game. All right, a very late game. Man, I am, God, that, that almost doesn't sound right, like. But yeah, it was 2014 <laughs> worldwide there. Yeah, that was. Uh, I liked the first Lords of Shadow. It drug on a little too long for me. That was, I mean, yeah, like, it was, gameplay it wise, was super long. Gameplay wise, it was the best of the 3D Castlevania games, but it also wasn't really. That's a hell of a, that's a hell of a, of a sale. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's that's, the best that's 3D Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some would argue for Curse of Darkness, but I would argue against that too. Lament of Innocence was an interesting take, I suppose, because you played as these like first Belmont 
Although they what was the Wii one? The Wii one? Um, oh, Judgment, the fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was canon too. That was canon. So for everyone that thinks Igarashi's a god, he he thought that was a he thought that one was a good idea. So yeah, I don't know. I like Igarashi, but he does make he did make some odd decisions there too. So <laughs> I like that there's a I like that there's a Castlevania canon. Oh oh, we're getting a Netflix series. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be R-rated as fuck, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, they're gonna um, like kill vampires and get bitches. Uh, you know, they're. Um, I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are with that, but there is kind of a long story to like lineage of like Castlevania lore and uh, and canon. It's it's. There have been people who've been written out of there. Like uh, my my friend Greg and I used to joke about the uh, about. She got written out of out of it. God, what was it? Was it Castlevania Legacy? It was the third Game Boy Advance, or uh, not Game Boy Advance. It was the third Game Boy one, and her name was Sonia Belmont, and she basically got written out. She was going to be in a uh, Dreamcast Castlevania game that never came out, but we used to call her just Mama Belmont because she was the she was the start of the lineage, and then she got written out of the canon. And then uh, what's his? God, I'm trying to remember huh. who it was. Was the first one? He's uh, he was from Lament of Innocence. Is that it? PS2 one. Lords of Shadow is the first one. No, Lords of Shadow is a complete reboot. Okay. Yeah, like canonically, like it, like if you play the uh, the 3DS, that game that ended up on the uh, Xbox Live Arcade and PSN, that Mirrors of Fate. Yeah, Castlevania, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirrors of Fate, or Mirror of Fate. God, that's a fucking shitty title. Yep. Oh, believe me. I, mean, I don't mean the. I don't. I, I. I'm just saying, like the whole thing together is just a good god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It um, wasn't bad, but it wasn't great either. That was one of those ones like I just when we moved to our uh, our five point system that just got a that got a three. I was like it. It's not a terrible game, but it's certainly like nothing to go run out and get. So, but anyway, um, if you play that, like you, I mean, I'm trying to remember who's in there. I think like Trevor Belmont is in there. Um, you play as Alucard. It's there. It's it's a weird, weird, weird combination of just Jason, a mashup. Did you know that Alucard is Dracula backwards? <laughs> I'm assuming you just hung up the call, everyone. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is me editing this. I, wish, I, wish, I hung up on John. <laughs> I wish I wish we would have. Uh, I wish we could get a dial tone or a, 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 dial a tone, tone of, for hanging up calls. Yeah, yeah just a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one Jason? of uh, one of my Jason? favorite podcasts, No More Whoppers, yeah. has that, and they do that kind of frequently. So, but yeah, as like I said, so there's a, there's a lot of weird like canonical stuff with uh, with Castlevania that like as big of a fan as I used to be of that series, like I used to keep track of that stuff and then it just, yeah, it kind of fell off once the Lords of Shadow came out and sort of rebooted the fiction, I suppose. So anyway, um, I think that about wraps everything up there. I bought, we went through everything I bought over the last, uh, last few weeks and yeah, that was a lot. I, maybe I should have backed down there a little bit, but I've got, uh, I've got one game incoming here on Tuesday that I'm kind of, I don't want to say excited for, but I'm definitely interested in playing. So is uh can you talk about it is it a review oh wait i think i know what it is yeah uh, you i guess it, it? that birthday's game yeah 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 I'm kinda I, I read i've read one review for that yeah i saw one review and one they review. weren't uh, they weren't too happy about it they weren't too keen on it so i was like no, eh, no, no they're 
No, they weren't. But you know, yeah. I would like to see that game. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to playing it. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's that joke of like it reviews. You know, go back and read them like ten years later and see if they hold up. You know, it's like and people can find things in games that they like. So. Uh, like I said, Harvest Moon, for some of its mundanity, I didn't actually really like the first Harvest Moon. My brother and I, like, play the living shit out of that game. Uh, Harvest Moon 64, I still think, is, like, one of the better 64 games, which, not again, not saying a lot, because there's not a lot of good 64 games, so. Yeah, there, there really aren't. Uh, what else is coming out? Uh, I guess Injustice comes out in a couple, in a, not this week, the week after. I guess that's yeah. the last big game of the month, big, big game of the month. So yeah, oh, well I don't know the way uh, the way Nintendo's been whoring out Fire Emblems that comes out in a couple weeks too. So I guess you can kind of constitute that. As a <laughs> That's <weekend>. true. <clears throat> and then Tekken a few weeks. <clears throat> excuse me, Tekken a few weeks after that. Uh, but they took the kangaroo out, out. So yeah, but I think you, I think they the director said you'll be able to th- you'll be able to physically throw a person in a volcano at one point. So you know that's a it's pretty big for Tekken because every because it always ends with someone getting thrown in a volcano. So that's a. It's like the first one, uh, Kazuya. I think it's Kazuya. Uh, gets thrown in. Kazuya? And then he comes back and throws Heihachi in. Kazuya, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he then he comes back and throws Heihachi in. We threw him in, and then like, <laughs> Heihachi comes back, and I think he throws him in again. <laughs> so it's just a, you know, it's a one, constant one ups one upsmanship, and it comes when it comes to that volcano. So. Or maybe maybe this new one they throw a volcano on you. Oh my god, yeah. I would oh man. Oh, Game of god. the year. Yeah. It's over. Never mind. <laughs> it's over. Sit down, Zelda. You got beat. Yeah. Yes. Ugh, god. Yeah. So I anyway, like Tekken. Yeah, yeah, let's well, let's yeah. I, I, let's let's, yeah. let's end this thing here. So okay, so yeah. if you missed the stream, you can check it out on YouTube. It should be up by the time this podcast goes up. Uh we played Abzu and Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap as we talked about earlier. Um next week I think we're probably gonna be doing uh jeez. I'm probably going to do birthdays, the beginnings, uh, just yeah, continuing yeah. my my more eclectic tastes, I suppose. And uh, John, what do you what do you have lined up? You think? I think I'll bring prey. Okay. I think that's what I'll. I think I'll show that off. I'll show the beginning off. Uh, I'll probably go a little further. They, they put a demo out. I'll try and go a little further than the demo of shows. But yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I think spoiling stuff is okay uh, because I, I think if you're actively seeking out people playing games, you're you're. It's just tough luck with spoilers. So, yeah, I'll show the beginning off of that game. It's uh, it's a solid beginning. It's interesting. So, okay. And I'm looking forward to you uh, creating a terrarium of dinosaurs. I'm looking forward to that too. I, I I'm really interested to see what the hook is on this game. Like I've, I've I read a few interviews with it. It just seems like it's sort of my thing. It seems like it's like the or like Minecraft meets a. Uh, EVO, uh, the search for Eden for the Super Nintendo. So, I mean, and that game was everyone's favorite series. Yeah, well, not really a series. It was a one-off, unfortunately. So, yep, that's uh, that was that's what I. <laughs> anyway, hey, there's a lot of just one-off. I, great. Well, I was gonna say I don't know. It's technically not a one-off. I guess I was gonna say Chrono Trigger was a one-off. It maybe it should have been based on Chrono Cross. Hey, you gotta see. You gotta sort of sequel. Yeah. Oh, there's also the Radical Dreamers thing. Yeah. Well, I think we should end this nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Let's end this nightmare. So, check us out online, everywhere, Games and Junk. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, we've got all the links up on the site, so if you want to check us out wherever, just go to the site, and all the little uh, handy social media stuff is there. So, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time.